0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big, comfortable, manly, black leather papa chair in my living room, and I've just read... What may possibly be the most perfect Louis Louis generation poem that I have ever read. It came from proud podcast participant John Lancelotti. He wrote it a long time ago. It's called Hanging Out, and it goes like this We did it in the dark street as daytime turned to night. You'll find us hanging out beneath the corner light, or maybe down the block we'd gather in a group to spend the evening laughing, noisy shadows on a stoop. We dared the night to harm us, with danger always near, but hanging with the crowd was a room we closed to fear. For boys, it was a passage that led to being men. We learned that life was struggle, the gutter's great amen. For girls, it was a time to test a woman's ways, to learn about the magic that turned their men to slaves. That's how the city brewed us, in the kettle of the street. we hanging out with friends, made being kids so sweet. Louis, Louis, we gon' go now. Oh, hello, hello. oh, My great Louis, Louis generation poem. Thank you, John. Your poem set off a sound in my head that I haven't heard in years. It was the front doorbell ringing, and my buddy Eddie Kelly from across the street was standing there again, just like he did all those years ago. And he's saying, hey, can you come out to play? (laughs) Eddie's about a year older than I am. I'm eight. And Play means stick ball or punch ball or box ball or two-hand touch football or, or maybe buck buck. The buck buck was a Brooklyn game that involved jumping over a line of guys and landing as hard as you could on the guy in the front to see if you could make him fall down. It was a little bit rougher than today's National Football League, almost approaching the level of last year's National Hockey League playoffs. As the neighborhood guru, Eddie taught us younger guys life's lessons, like touch a toad and you'll get warts, stick lead from a pencil into your hand and you'll die, (laughs) make a face when somebody slaps your back and the face stays there till you die, step in a crack and you'll break your mother's back, you're in trouble, (laughs) but it'll be okay if you say please. That was his favorite. You're in trouble, but it'll be okay if you say please. And there are alligators in the sewers. That was another big one. Like all the other younger guys in my neighborhood, I pretty much looked up to Eddie for life's guidance until one day when he was about 13 and I was really noticing how Jeanie Campbell next door who was 14, was beginning to change, and I was really liking it. And Eddie came over and he said, Hey, Dick, we're going to get girls. I wasn't quite sure what he meant by getting girls, but if it had anything to do with people who were beginning to look like Jeanie, it sounded like a good idea to me. And then he blew it. I realized in one crushing moment that Eddie Kelly really hadn't thought life through. He said... We're going to go to school at this seminary in upstate New York. There's a girls' school just a few blocks away, and the girls all love the guys who go to the seminary school. He didn't want to hear my first question, which was, you guessed it, how are we going to get girls if we graduate and become priests? So, Eddie and I kind of lost touch after that. Eventually, I went to college. He didn't. In my senior year, though, I finally scraped $25 together and I bought his old car. And 80s old car was worth $25, believe me. Top speed was about 28 miles an hour. After that, it got too noisy and the smoke became a hazard to the traffic behind me. And when you turn the wheel a block or so later, the car would kind of tend to move in the direction that you wanted to go, Usually. Must admit, I got to see some neighborhoods that I'd never been able to see if that steering wheel had been a little bit tighter. The car was the very essence of a jalopy, but it was my first car, and it ran, sometimes, and it had a functioning back seat. Richard! As I keep telling you in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, you've got to have the gratitude attitude. Six A bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. I found the reason for the name Mississippi. It wasn't until 1996 that Prohibition ended there. So I'll bet everybody in the state was missing their sippy. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I saw a car with one of the most startling license plates ever today, but nobody ever cuts the driver of that car off. The plate just says, PMS-1. And the smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that females hear better than males at every age. Do you hear that lady wonder wench? You never listen to me, I can't hear you. And a recent study found that Louis Louis generation guys who had sex at least three times a week slashed their risk of dying from a heart attack in half. Of course, if their wives or girlfriends didn't know about that three times a week sex, those guys about doubled the risk of dying from gunshot wounds. Dick's Details. They take your mind off your mind. Just a little housekeeping here, if you don't mind. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at uh, com, or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, would you tell a couple of friends, please? Because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. So, thank you very much. Jalopy is an interesting word. Wikipedia says, a jalopy is a car that is often old and neglected and is in a barely functional state. I do television commercials for a living, so I was thinking about how would I describe it if I were doing a TV commercial, not for a new car, but for a jalopy. And suppose there were jalopy manufacturers. And I think some wise Louie Louie lad should become a jalopy manufacturer. Think about it, Louis. Louis guys have a sense of humor and an understanding of practicality. I think the first guy to sell new torn jeans must have been that kind of Louis. Louis guy, right? His jeans making machine probably screwed up and tore up a big batch of the jeans. So he figured, well, life gave me lemons. I'll make some lemonade. Step number one is don't call them torn. Call them distressed. That makes them hip. Step number two, hire some people who look like Jeannie Campbell was beginning to look like to wear a very tight pair of these things and do some TV commercials. And that's just what some guy did. So, why shouldn't some smart Louie Louie lad do the same thing with cars? Think about it. You could point out the advantages of driving a really beaten up old car. Nobody wants to challenge you to go first at a stop sign, right? Because your car looks like you're really up for challenges like that. Who's going to bother stealing it, huh? Tailgate? I don't think so, with all that smoke coming out of the exhaust. And think of the way you could explain why they're called jalopies if you were doing commercials. See, you could claim that they were, these are imported from the Jalapagos Islands. where they were first discovered by Charles Darwin. The guy came up with a theory of how humans developed from animals by carefully observing how well the ladies on those islands were developing. We know this because he took pictures of the better developed ladies to prove his theories, and of course later made a fortune by selling those pictures to National Geographic magazine, purely to advance scientific research, of course. But think about it, the sales of distressed cars would go through the roof. And think of the positive effect it would have on the employment figures. New car dealers everywhere would have to hire parking lot attendants to cosmetically alter their vehicles. Only they wouldn't be called parking lot attendants. Hmm, Political correctness would call them dentists. There is a story about a woman who works at an automobile dealer's in the Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. You're on your way home from your night job. You clean up at an automobile dealership's showroom. Pay isn't bad, but you're a very bright woman. You should have finished work on your degree so you could have become a teacher. You've just divorced your husband for looking at his watch, believe it or not. Well, that was just a symptom of the problem, of course. It was the final insult in a worn-out love affair. You can understand losing him to another woman, or even to his work. But you lost him to disinterest. He just stopped paying attention to you. You tried everything you could think of tears, special meals, sheer black see through bras and panties from Fredericks of Hollywood. You even brought home some X rated videos. He watched for a few minutes and then he fell asleep. That's when you decided to make him jealous. The newest salesman is a nice young kid. He opens doors for you, and he always has a nice smile. He was working late one night. You told him you weren't feeling well. He volunteered to take you home, just like you knew he would. As he helped you into his car, you just casually brushed his arm with your breast. It was almost a mistake. But it startled him. And his reaction surprised you. It was a long time since anyone had noticed that you were a bright and sexy woman. You'd even forgotten about that yourself. You sat close to him on the ride, and by the time you got home, the kid's body couldn't hide the fact that he was paying a lot of attention to you. Your husband even noticed the handsome young guy bringing his wife home late from work. But he didn't notice the look that must have been on your face. And he just sent the kid home without even saying thanks and didn't even bother saying anything to you. Since your divorce, you've thanked the kid yourself. And when you do, every part of your mind and body get his complete and firm attention. Which has made you start paying attention to yourself again. You'll be going back to school again. But right now, most of what you're thinking about is what a nice idea it would be to stop at his place on your way home, just to thank him again. is is about the sexiest thing you can do with anybody. And he stopped paying attention to her. Gotta pay attention when your lady says, I've got a headache, right? It's nice to pay even more attention when she says, no, I don't have a headache. So pay attention. Because like the woman in the story, if you stop paying attention, eventually she's going to stop Having a headache with somebody else? That story is called The Joy of Giving Thanks. It's from the Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Night Connections 2 icon. there on the home page. It was a wonderful thing being a kid back in the days when we had side vents and car windows and Howard Johnson's with orange roofs and double features at the movies with a newsreel thrown in. We had great toys then, too. Best toy was a hollow, hard rubber ball that we called a Spalding. You can play an amazing number of games with a Spalding. Now, some people think toys aren't necessary, and that's not true. Because toys help you to have a happy childhood and then, you know, go on to the next stage of your life. And when you look back at it from the Louie Louis perspective, I think that's pretty clear. Because think about it. When girls are little, they like dolls, right? When boys are little, we like soldiers. When we grow up, things switch around. When girls grow up, they like soldiers. When we grow up, we like dolls. <laughs> Actually, as my Lady Wonder Witch and other Louie Louie ladies of her acquaintance know very well, most boys really don't grow up. I mentioned last week how crayons are so important to the continuation of civilization, and I'm not alone, because just now a box arrived at the front door. It was sent by proud podcast participant California Dennis, the misplaced New Yorker. It is the biggest, best set of crayons that I have ever seen. And the note in the box says, I like crayons, too. Thank you, Dennis, for your crayons. And thank you, John, for your poem. And thank you, Eddie Kelly, wherever you are. If you went to that seminary, don't be too sorry you weren't elected pope. Remember the gratitude attitude in my new book. Being the pope is the kind of job where, if you screw up, you really get in trouble. doesn't do any good to just kneel down look up to heaven and say please taking a couple of weeks off to go and play and have some fun see you at the end of the month Good night.